Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Genesee Valley Church's online podcast. GVC is a non-denominational church in Flint, Michigan, and our mission is simple. To love God, love people, and love life. I know that you will be blessed by the message and the words that God has for you today. Now, here's Pastor Tony. if you will, and facts, it's, it's facts about the United States, and uh, number one, Alaska is the state with the highest percentage of people who walk to work. 27% of Americans believe that we never landed on the moon, and even though that the grizzly bears on the California official state flag, or it's their official state animal, uh, there has not been one that has been in California since 1922. Most breakfast cereals are made in Battle Creek, Michigan. In fact, there's more cereal made in Battle Creek, Michigan, our home state, than anywhere else in the world. Montana has three times as many cows as it does people. (laughs) John Adams and Tom Jefferson, they both died on July 4th in 1826, 50 years to the date after they signed the Declaration of Independence. Although English is the most common spoken language in the United States, no official national language exists. And about 35 million Americans share DNA with at least one of the 102 pilgrims who arrived on the Mayflower in 1620. Now you may say, what do those facts have to do with Memorial Day? Absolutely nothing. (laughs) But it goes to show you that we live in a country that affords us the freedoms and liberties to do research on nonsensical things that really don't mean anything, but yet we have such a great country in which we live in that we can be free in everything that we do. Come on, what a stake to to fame that Michigan makes the most cereal in the world. Come on, man, we thought we did good with the vehicles. We got the most... Cereal production here in the U.S. and across the world. Amen. So, but again, we stand here today celebrating and remembering those that gave their lives in the armed forces, those that served this country, those that gave their life in service for our freedoms and liberties, and those that have actually lost their life that afforded us the right to live in this great country. And it comes at no small cost. In fact, it comes with a great price. And that price always is the shedding of blood. Freedom always costs the shedding of blood. And we stand here and sit here today being free because of those men and women that have given their lives. And so if we can just for a moment, if there's servicemen or women that are here that have served us, would you just stand those of you that have been in the military of any kind, we got two over here. Anybody else? Come on, let's give them a hand. Thank you, gentlemen. And on behalf of GVC, we say thank you and salute you for what you did to make us who we are and give us the freedoms that we have to sit here today being a church, serving God and serving each other. So thank you, guys. In fact, if you want to know where I got my good looks from, one of those guys back there, 
uh, was, was, is my dad. Um, I'll let you figure out which one that is. <laughs> They'll go up to the wrong guy. Hey, I didn't know you was Pastor Tony's dad. He's like, I'm not. <laughs> so anyways, uh, <laughs> we, we have the opportunity once again just to remember. Just to remember. And isn't it easy, or we should say it is so easy to take for granted, to take for granted the, the freedoms and the liberties that we have. If we don't take the time to remember, it so easily slips from us. And like I said, those freedoms, those liberties, they're so easy to take for granted just because they're so accessible. Just for an example, this is maybe not the best example, but just over the past couple of weeks, my, my wife and I, we've been extremely busy doing different things. And so you know how when it comes to just uh, busy schedules, fast food becomes your friend, Right? Just pulling into the drive-thru and you get a cheeseburger. And so uh, my son, he just graduated from preschool going into kindergarten this next year. And uh, so he has a half day. And so that always kind of messes with our schedule because somebody's got to be available in at the noon hour to go pick him up. And so this past couple of weeks, my wife and I, we've been juggling back and forth as to who picks him up. And so one day I would pick him up and I say, hey, are you hungry? Yeah, I'm hungry, Dad. And I said, well, let's go through and get a... Get, get a cheeseburger. Well, as soon as we say cheeseburger, he says, well, I want a Happy Meal, Dad. I said, well, we're not getting a Happy Meal. We're going to get a cheeseburger. Well, then you start adding up the cost, cheeseburger, fries, and Coke. I said, well, we might as well get a, get a Happy Meal. So we get a Happy Meal. And so he loves that. And obviously the prize is the, the, the golden uh, nugget in the box is that, you know, I got a toy with my Happy Meal. And so the next day, my wife, she went and picked him up. And obviously she's busy. She's going. And she goes, are you hungry? And he goes, yeah, I want a Happy Meal. And so she goes, she gets him a Happy Meal. And so this past week, in the beginning of the week, uh, I think I picked him up again. And so he's like, Dad, he says, I'm hungry. I says, you are. I said, you want a cheeseburger? He said, no, I want a Happy Meal. So we go through, and I think, well, I'll get a Happy Meal. I'm thinking, dear God, man, just ruining this kid on Happy Meals. <laughs> and then Wednesday came along. Now, again, I, I know what you're thinking. You think, you guys are horrible parents, man. <laughs> you feed your kids McDonald's all the day. And that is not the, the norm. But then Wednesday came along, and, and I said, well, son, I said, what do you want? He says, I want a Happy Meal. I says, well, how about if we do Burger King today? And he's like, okay, well, can I get a crown? I'm like, yes, you can get a crown. So we get a crown, and, and so we just enjoyed it. And then I, I, my wife swung by, picked him up, and she went by and picked up the girls from school because they got out about 3.30, and then she asked him, are you guys hungry? And they said, yeah, let's get Happy Meals. And so, so two times in one day, the kid got a Happy Meal. And so my point is this, is that it has become so commonplace that we start talking or saying, are you hungry? And he immediately assumes he's going to get a Happy Meal. Well, no, we're not going to get a Happy Meal. Well, then you start getting bent out of shape. Well, I want a Happy Meal. Well, you're not going to get a Happy Meal today. But I want a Happy Meal. Why? Because you take it for granted because it came so easy. But even a Happy Meal comes at a cost. But when you're not the one paying for it, when you're not the one that is, is concerned about the dietary well-being of yourself, you don't care. I just want a Happy Meal. And so you take for granted. They don't appreciate what it takes or they don't understand that there's an assigned cost to even something that is so simple. And freedom comes at no small cost. Freedom always requires somebody 
to give their life. And as I said, if we do not remember, if we don't take the time to put ourselves in remembrance, what it took to pay for our freedom, we will see it so slowly slip away. Now, I want you to hear me what I'm getting ready to say, because I don't say this to, to be critical by any means, but here we have a national holiday that it is an opportunity for us to pause and remember. But if we're honest with ourselves, what does Memorial Day and Fourth of July really mean for us? A day off. Go on vacation. Let's have a good time. Let's go to the beach. Thank God we have the freedoms to be able to do that. But what do we do? We slowly forget what it took for us to be free. Are you tracking with me this morning? Let me just give you some numbers here. World War I. There was 116,516 individuals that gave their life. In World War One now there's several wars that we've been involved with as a nation and I'm just going to highlight a couple of them World War two 405,399 gave their lives that's over a half a million just in two battles the Vietnam War 58,000 or actually close to 60,000 individuals lost their life in conflict Fighting for freedom, fighting for liberties, trying to help others come to know the freedoms that we so easily take for granted. It always comes at a cost. And if you remember, I said if we do not take the time to remember, we slowly lose the freedoms and the liberties that we have. And through all the battles that we have, and if you do not know it, in fact, I heard one preacher say this, and and it really just kind of ticked me off, because he says, I'm sorry to uh, disappoint you, he says, but in the church world, we keep on saying that we live in a Christian nation. He says, we are not a Christian nation. I beg to differ, because the very foundation by which this country was established was upon what's the word I'm trying to say? Judeo-Christian values, biblical standards. It was because we wanted freedoms to worship our God and not be told who we had to worship. It was built upon a foundation of serving God, recognizing Jesus Christ as the Savior of the world. Those freedoms that every battle, every life, every ounce of blood that was shed was for us to have the liberties to worship our God. And because of that, we have been known and are the greatest nation in the world. Now, it's not so much as of current days, but we were for years the number one nation that sent missionaries to the world. But something happened, some things began to change. Where even though we recognize ourselves on our money saying, in God we trust, we still have the Pledge of Allegiance that says one nation under God, in which that's under fire all the time. But we're no longer a nation that recognizes God. Why? Because the freedoms that we once had 
through the lives that have been lost, we have slowly forgotten that. Where we once were a nation that sent missionaries sending the good news of the gospel to those people that did not know him. We are now becoming the nation that other nations are sending people here to tell us about Jesus. Isn't that sad? We are the greatest nation on the planet earth. And yet we are slowly forgetting what our freedoms are all about. And there were some things that transpired in our history that we begin to see to be the catalyst of that very thing. In 1962, our country took prayer out of school. In 1962, we made a national declaration that we choose to not recognize God in our schools. In fact, we're taking prayer out of schools. That was 1962. In 1964, the Vietnam War started. The Vietnam War went between 1964 and 1973. Nearly 9 million served in that battle. And almost 60,000 gave their life. But in that battle, something unique happened. For the first time, our nation raised up against our armed forces that were serving for freedom. Where they once took prayer out of school in 1962, I believe it was in 1965, it happened on the campus of higher education. The colleges began to protest. Isn't it interesting, the very foundation of raising our children to come become citizens and know the God in which we've been given the liberties to serve has been taken away and the very foundation of the schooling systems of higher learning began to protest the very thing that afforded us our freedoms. And from that moment on, we began to see a major shift within our community, within our nation, people opposing and taking stands against the right to worship our God. We see that there are those that dishonored those service men and women. You hear it all the time, those individuals that served in Vietnam and they came back and were dishonored. There are individuals that I've had the, had the privilege of talking to and the nightmares that they still have after 40, 50 years after the fact, yet they gave their life. Yet they're living with the nightmares and were dishonored by the very country that they, they represented. Think about those men and women that gave their lives for our freedoms. Think about those families that lost sons and daughters and husbands and wives. And yet will stand in our freedoms and liberties and burn the very flag that represents our freedom. When we stop remembering, we begin to lose the freedoms that we were given. As I said, there are those that still carry the scars of serving in those days. I just had the privilege of talking to an individual that was in the CIA and was in some, uh, some of the intricate workings of the Middle Eastern conflict. And if you remember just a couple years ago when there was the, the prison 
and there was all those pictures that came out of, of the, the military soldiers making the prisoners doing deplorable things. Do you remember that? Now, it was unexcusable the things that they were doing and the things that were coming out. But this guy said, because of some of those deplorable things, he said, not only did we have the Middle East people hating us, he said, we had our very own people hating us. And all we purposed to do was to serve them. Yet we become the victims over a couple individuals that made poor decisions. You see, if we forget the reason that we're free, we'll not honor those that gave their lives to serve in that capacity. That same individual, just to talk to you or share with you, concerning those freedoms that we experience. This particular man was a Christian man, is a Christian man. And he said as he went into battle and going into conflict areas, he said he was always aware of the fact that God was with him. This is the God in which we serve. This is the country that represents, represents the God in which we serve. And as he was over in the Middle East serving this nation, he said, I took my God with me. And he said, now, in those particular war zones, he said, if you had a convoy going down the road, but by chance you happened to see a convoy ahead of you stop, he said, you were supposed to stop because if you seen them stopped on the side of the road, chances are they were concerned about a roadside bomb. And he said, but most of the time, because people didn't want to be inconvenienced, he said, they just would blow on by you. They wouldn't take the time to wait and see whether or not there was actually any kind of danger. And he said, so on this particular day, he said, I was in charge of my post. He said, our convoy had stopped. There was a, there was a, a car off to the side of the road. And he said, I got out of my vehicle and I was walking up towards the vehicle. I saw the other caravan that was coming. I was about 50 feet away from, from that car. He said, but they chose to proceed because they didn't want to be inconvenienced. As they drove by, there was a bomb that was detonated in that car. He said, when the bomb went off, he said it was like a mass fireball. He said, those that served underneath of him and saw him up there, they said, when the flames and the smoke erupted, they said, we thought you were disintegrated by the size of the blast. But as the flames dissipated and the smoke settled, there he was standing. He was standing in a ring of untouched soil. All around him was black charred soil, but in the center of where he was, was untouched. Why? Because of the God that he served. He took his God into his battle, whether he was dishonored by his home by his nation, whether they didn't understand why he was there, nevertheless, he took his God with him because it is the God in whom we trust. I've got a, a friend that I went to high school with. He served in the military over in the Middle East several times as well. He would go over on special contract. He, I think he served with the MPs, I believe. And he said he was in the guard check on the, on the edge of the base. And he said as he was sitting there, it was late at night. And he said his... Replacement came, and they tagged him. You know, okay, I'm taking over the shift. He left the guard shack. As he left, a drive-by car went by and blew up the guard shack. 
They looked at the tape. 20 seconds between him leaving the guard shack and the bomb going off was the difference between him living and dying. But see, he took his God with him into the battle. 20 seconds away, it could have been him. But God intervened. These are the freedoms and the liberties that we have. If you recall just a couple years ago, there was those stories that we saw of the Islamic terrorist killing the 21 soldiers, or I believe it was the military, no, 21 Christians, I believe. Do you remember that? They were beheading them. And, And he was there shortly after that happened. And he said there was 20 Christians and there was one reporter. And he said what their intention was, was to get them to denounce their God. Because what they would call them was, they called them soldiers of the cross. Isn't that interesting? That that's how they identified them, as men of the cross. And so one by one, they would ask him, will you denounce your God? No. They cut their heads off. All 20 of them, all 20 Christians were martyred. They got to the reporter. He was not a Christian. But upon asking him, and their goal was knowing that he was not a Christian, that this would be the one that would be on videotape denouncing their God. This would be the one that would have the influence to be swayed and have it on record denouncing their God. But he looked at the dead men and women that were standing or laying there beside him. And he says, their God is my God. So whether he was saved before then, in that moment, he confessed God as his God. He's experiencing true freedom now. Simply because he chose to walk with God. I don't know if you recently saw this, but on 2020, just this past week, I was watching a story of a a man that served in the military, met a Korean woman, they got married, they had two children, they were twins, and they got disshuffled and they just lost contact for the last 40 years. She ended up dying. He didn't know it, but his two children actually got sent to an orphanage or got adopted in the United States. So there was this big reunion. It was tear-jerking. But the children were angry at the mother for sending them to the States. Well, the thing was is that she could not go back to her village with mixed children. It was a dishonorable thing. And so what she did was decide to send them to the United States, which was the most prestigious thing that you could do. Send your children to the United States of America. The entire world looks at us and wants to be us. We are such a blessed nation. We are so free because of the men and women that gave their lives. But it was for the freedoms to serve and worship our God. To tell you how free and how liberated we are. How blessed we are as a nation. Only 3% of the world's population has a vehicle, owns a car. How many of us 
have a car? How many of us have two cars? How many of us have two cars and a motorcycle? (laughs) There's over one million people around the world that do not have a home, do not have a roof over their head. Yet in the United States of America, we have houses for our cars called garages. Come on, we're blessed. We are a blessed people because of the God that we serve. We must never forget. We must never forget the price for freedom. Let me read a scripture to you just as I close. Mark chapter 14, verse 66. It says, Meanwhile, Peter was in the country or the courtyard below. One of the servant girls who worked, from the, worked for the high priest came by and noticed Peter warning him, warming himself at the fire. She looked at him closely and said, You're one of those that were with Jesus of Nazareth. But Peter, Peter denied it. He says, I don't know what you're talking about, woman. And he said, uh, uh, he said, and he, as he said that, and then he went and he entered the way. Just then the rooster crowed. When that servant girl saw him standing there, she began telling the others, this man is definitely one of them, but Peter denied it again. And a little later, there was another, another bystander. Was, he, was confronted, uh, he confronted Peter and said, you must be one of them because you are a Galilean. And Peter swore, he says, a curse on me if I'm lying. I do not know this man that you're talking about. And immediately the rooster crowed a second time. Suddenly, Jesus' words flashed before Peter's mind. Before the, crow, before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. It broke his heart. And Peter began to weep. As we pause for this holiday, most are looking for opportunities to go on vacation. Remembering comes at a price. And you'll have to give space to remember. And even purposing to remember comes at a cost. Because for you and I, That will take a bold stand to say we are a Christian nation because of the God that we serve. That's not politically correct. But I'll not back down to say that the reasons that we have and are afforded the freedoms that we have is because of the God that we serve. That God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. That who would ever believe on Him will not perish, but have everlasting life. It costs you to remember. That's why Jesus says, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. When you come to church, it empowers you to remember. He says, don't let the word of God depart from your eyes, because in remembering what I did for you, it empowers you to trust me. He says, when you take communion, do this as often as you eat, to remember what I did for you, so that you don't forget. But it costs you to remember. It costs you to be here today. Not to be critical on anybody else that's vacationing right now. God bless them. We pray that they have an awesome time. That they come back refreshed. But you that are here, it costs you to be here today. 
My prayer is that we take this opportunity to remember the God that we serve, celebrate the freedoms that we have, and truly become a people that are bold to declare who we are. Amen? Amen. Let's stand. With every head bowed and every eye closed, Father, I thank you for this opportunity to be able to celebrate our freedoms and our liberties of this great nation. God, we thank you. We thank you for those men and women that stood in our place, that fought for us, that shed their blood for us, gave their life for us so that we could live in this great nation. God, you also know firsthand as a father the cost of freedom because you gave your son for us. That we can not only have freedom on this earth, but have freedom through eternity. That we could escape hell and be in your loving presence throughout eternity. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're here this morning, and if you was to say that I don't know if I'd go to heaven if I was to die today, I want to give you that opportunity just to receive Christ. The Bible says that Jesus hung on a cross, shed his blood, died for us to take our place in the punishment that was deserved to us. Not only that, he went to hell in our place, was there for three days. But it couldn't hold him because he was a faultless sacrifice. And therefore, he conquered hell. Therefore, providing us the freedom to never have to go, but to spend eternity with him. And he says, if all you'll do is ask me into your life, if you'll invite me to be the Lord of your life, I'll give you forgiveness of your sin, and I'll receive you into my family. If you're here today, and you don't know that freedom. If you're here today and you don't know what your fate is, I want to give you that opportunity to experience the, the greatest freedom known to humanity. And here's my guarantee to you right now that I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you out. I'm not going to invite you up front. But right there in the seat where you're standing, on the count of three, if that's you and you say, I want to know that freedom you talked about today, Pastor, would you just slip up your hand? On the count of three. And then I'm going to pray at the end and you just pray that prayer with me. On the count of three, if that's you. One, two, three. Raise your hand. I see that hand back there, sir. Thank you. Anybody else? You say, I want to, I want to receive Jesus. I want to know that freedom. Anybody else? I've got one hand. Will anybody join that one hand to say... That's me. I, I want to experience that freedom. Anybody in this place? Amen. Isn't that worth it all? If we came together today for just one person, that's how much God loves us. If you didn't raise your hand and wish you would have, just pray this prayer with us. 
everybody together out loud nobody looking around pray this with me dear heavenly father thank you for sending Jesus to take my place to take my punishment to hang on the cross to die for me he forgave my sins and therefore right now I ask you Jesus come into my heart be my Lord be my Savior forgive me of my sins right now in Jesus name I believe I receive right now amen it's just that simple today one person joined the family today because of one that sacrificed gave their blood gave their life today the family has grown come on isn't that awesome praise God <coughs> now listen if you prayed that prayer we have a pack outside it's a green pack right at the connect spot it says I believe inside it's just some material just some real simple stuff to help you on your journey because you need just to know what to do now and that will help you also if you don't have a church home we invite you to be a part of our church if you don't like our church you don't like me I won't get offended but listen we'll help you find a church that fits you okay because we just want you to be a part of a church and a church family amen are you ready to worship God one last time I'm sorry I don't know what time it is but you just you're on vacation right Let's worship God one last time. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and take a look at all of our social media sites, which can be found at our website, gvchurch.tv. We know that today's message has been a blessing to you. Thanks for listening. We are Genesee Valley Church. Loving God, loving people, and loving life.